Hello, this is the Landscape Ontario podcast. I am Scott Barber. On this episode, we're joined by a landscape business owner, a professor from Algonquin College, and a woman who recently completed her Red Seal Landscape Horticulturist Apprenticeship. We want to know, why do they all believe in apprenticeship? First up, Steve Newman. He's a landscape professional and a professor at Algonquin College in Ottawa. Are you looking to hire motivated entry-level candidates in the Toronto, Hamilton, Muskoka, or Kawartha regions? You can find them with Landscape Ontario's Grow New Entry Job Bank. To get your free company profile, visit growtraining.ca slash jobbank. Uh, so Steve, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a professor coordinator for the Landscape Horticulture Program at Algonquin College. Um, I also co-coordinate or coordinate the apprenticeship uh, technician program um, that we have. So full-time teacher uh, for the last 10 years, but been teaching at the college since uh, early early 2000s. Um, I graduated from the program, uh, the horticulture program at Algonquin earlier than that, um, but uh, was just got involved with teaching. Um, just love it. Love the enthusiasm of students. Love the love the feedback. Um, so I've been involved in the industry for the last thirty years in either as an employee, as an employer, as a business owner, uh, as a consultant, um, and sort of taught at the same time. So uh, it, it's just been always been involved with education from being a student right through to the other side. Sure, sure. Uh, and what what drew you originally years back to horticulture? Um, years back, it was totally by accident, um, in, um, as a, uh, newlywed bought my first house. Uh, my wife was pregnant uh, with our first kid and, um, with our first child or we were waiting and I lost my job. Um, I was working in heating and air conditioning, um, HVAC, uh, company I worked for went bankrupt. Um, I went in the month of February, knew that there was a greenhouse, greenhouse garden center close by, went knocked on their door, um, sort of asked for a job. Um, long and short of it, yeah, I ended up getting the job started by building greenhouses in the month of March, which was not much fun. Um, but then worked inside the garden center from the garden center, worked as a landscape helper for that summer and had so much fun doing that for the summer and thought, wow, I can get paid to do this. Um, so I very quickly registered for school, went back to school, got my, uh, my horticulture, uh, diploma. And, uh, by the time I graduated, I was already running my own business. So ran my own business for 10, 12 years before, uh, just finding that wasn't as much fun because I was spending all my time in my office instead of out in the field where I really like being. Sure. Um, so, let that go, um, started working for somebody else where I was having fun again and get to doing specialized stuff that I like doing and uh, got more and more involved in the teaching at the time. Yeah, it was totally by fluke that I, that I fell into it because it was by necessity. I needed a job, but this sure. was close. Um, and it just, it turned into 30 plus years now that uh, I've been in the industry. I never left. I fell into it and I never left. He grabbed a hold of you. <laughs> yeah. And and then how did you get involved with instruction? Um, instruction happened uh, mostly because I have a big mouth. 
Um, it's all long and short of it. When I was a student at Algonquin, um, very, very involved. I tend to speak my opinion, so on and so forth. Um, I guess several of my professors recognize that, but also recognize that if I did speak, usually I had something intelligent to say. Um, so I was asked by a couple of professors if I was interested in coming back to teach. Um, so on, I didn't think I was ever fit, cut out to be in a classroom. The thought of standing up in front of people and talking was terrifying. Um, but I started, I took it up, started up doing um, one-off general interest lectures, sort of on patio construction or building water features or doing lighting systems just for the general public. And then little by little got called in, asked to, well, would you cover a curriculum course? Could you help to teach this course? Could you do this course to the point where um, when our program was going through a redevelopment, um, the coordinator at that point in time asked me to co-teach his class and take over his class. Um, so it got to be a point where I went from teaching a couple of hours a week and working full-time in the landscape industry um, to getting an opportunity to teach full-time. So I just reversed the roles and started teaching full-time and industry, you know, still do the consulting and that type of stuff uh, on a part-time basis on the side. Right. right. And, and what was it about instructing or what's it been about instructing that's, that's grabbed you? Um, well, the thing, I mean, anybody who's been in this industry for a long amount of time knows that we didn't necessarily do things as well as we do them now, way back in the day. Um, so the physical toll and that type of stuff on, uh, on your body was very tough. We didn't have the equipment now that we do now. Um, so generally I got to a point where, um, physically I wasn't able to do all the things that I really like to do, but I still love doing it. Um, and the, ability to come in and start teaching and be in a room full of people that had all that same energy and drive that I had when I was younger um, and being able to share that knowledge with them and just pick up on their energy and, uh, and their enthusiasm. It was, it was just, it, that was fulfillment right there. So it was just a natural fit. It was just, I love doing what I did. I love sharing the knowledge and I found you know, I found that I actually really enjoyed teaching and, and doing that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so apprenticeship, can you tell us, you know, from your vantage point, from your perspective, you know, what is it about apprenticeship that's, that makes it a valuable program uh, for this, for the students, for the, for the people taking, taking part in it? For the apprentices that are teaching, um, this is also, I mean, it's often, horticulture has often been looked on as a, you know, sort of one of those low low education it's like ah well you know everybody was a landscaper at one point in time in their life that was their summer job but they weren't really landscapers they caught grass they pulled some weeds whatever they didn't do what we do on a regular basis they didn't get a full understanding so if you're in the industry you like the industry want to get the most out of it educate every every trade every job that i've ever had when I fell in and decided that's how I was going to do it, my attitude was always, I'm going to do it the best possible way I can. And generally the best possible way was to get more education about what I was doing. So to get that education about learning the hows and the whys 
why do we do the things? It's all fine and good to show up at a job and the boss says, dig a hole here, fill this up there. Well, why? Why are we digging the hole there? Why does it have to be that deep? Why does it, why do we have to put stuff back in layers? Why do we have to use this material? It just makes the, 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 the apprentice that much more involved in what they're doing. So they understand what they're doing. It, it just helps create this whole sense of knowledge for them. Um, it teaches them how to be safer about what they're doing, knowing the how, the why, the when, um, and then it just ultimately makes them a more valuable employer, uh, employee. Sure. I mean, more knowledge is more power. And the more power you've got there, I think the better, the more satisfaction you're going to get out of your job. Totally. And I take it over the years, you, you've probably seen it impact people's lives in a, in a powerful way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've had students in my classrooms just going through lectures or going through exercises that we've gone through, just look back at me with these blank stares, not understand, like, what are you talking about? Why are we dealing with this? What are we doing with this? And then yet I'll run into them at a garden center a couple of years later, or I'll run into them at a, at a conference somewhere or at Congress or whatever. And all of a sudden they're, they're tapping me on the shoulder and go, you know what, that, that day we did that lecture and I didn't know what I was doing. It makes total sense why I did, why we were doing that. Now it makes so much. So I've had so many students come back that I've met that are in the industry still and now that have gone on and just come back in full circle. It's like, yeah, you know, I know what you were trying to get across. It didn't make a hundred percent sense, but once I got the full picture all together, you know, it, it's just that much better and it makes them that much. So it, it definitely impacts them. It makes them bigger. I've seen them go on to become, you know, their own business owners, start their own business, start their own companies, um, you know, become very big supporters of, of uh, apprenticeship and education for their own employees because they went through the, through it. And it's like, realize how important it is and how valuable it is. Um, for them. So absolutely. It's, it's that's really it's, cool. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Um, and how about for employers? Um, what kind of impact, um, you know, does it have for an employer to get, you know, to encourage and, and to help staff members get involved in apprenticeship? I think for an employer, I mean, some of it is the same thing. You're getting a, a safer, more knowledgeable, better employee that you've got that understands their job. I mean, yes, they're going to want more money, but they're worth it because they're going to do that much more work. They're going to do things properly. Um, you've got that. And I think also when you look at it as an employer, this is an industry. It's very hard to keep staff. It's very hard to find staff. Um, if your employees see that you're willing to make an investment in them, and that you're willing to help train them for the future, I think it builds some, you know, not in all cases, but in most cases, it'll build some sense of loyalty to your employer. Um, so that employee feels like, look, he actually cares or she actually cares about my future and my well-being. So they're making an effort to make to let me go and get trained, to give me some time, um, whatever. So I think that's a huge the return on that. And I think not only from you know, how is the work getting done, whatever else, but at an emotional or a mental standpoint, what that contributes back to the, um, the sense of community that's within a business. If you're trying to build 
that group, that, uh, that team mentality. Well, you can't just do it by yelling and screaming at everybody and telling them what to do. And okay, it's Friday, go away. I'll see you on Monday. It, it just doesn't work that way. So I think as employers, right. I mean, yeah, a lot of us grew up. That's the type of employers we had. Um, and we've seen how it's worked out. Nobody wants to work for them anymore. Right. So it's, it's a new generation. It's, it's a new workforce out there. And I think, I think being showing that you're willing to invest in their future um, and their place in your company goes a really long way um, for that. I mean, having that better workforce, ultimately as an employer, it's going to affect your bottom line. It's going to improve it because you're going to become more efficient. You're going to be picking up. You're going to be able to do better jobs, faster jobs, um, you know, better quality. Um, so ultimately everybody, you're going to be happier. Your employees are going to be happier. And ultimately your customer is going to be a lot happier as well. Exactly. Exactly. So th- those are, you know, the, the a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the positives. Uh, are there any obstacles or challenges that, you know, you see that, that sometimes get in the way of, uh, of someone getting into the program or, or sticking with the program? You know, what are some of the, the, the I guess, obstacles? I mean, a lot of the obstacles are almost self-imposed. Um, you'll find that a lot of people in this industry um, are in this type of industry because they love working with their hands. They love that type of stuff. They don't like dealing with books. They don't like dealing with computers. They don't like school. So the thought of after, okay, I got through school, the thought of actually having to go back to school and make that commitment. I think that's the biggest thing for most apprentices is I can't go back for 12 weeks and sit in a classroom for all day long for five days a week. It's going to drive me nuts. Um, And I think that's one of the biggest um, issues, the biggest obstacles there are. I mean, of course, there's, um, I mean, they're older, they could have family obligations, there could be, you know, there's money obligations, there's time constraints, there's, um, there there are a lot of things in there. The biggest one I can say about the teach, about the going back to school, is apprenticeship is a very hands-on type of instruction. I mean, yeah, you might be at school for eight hours a day, but you're probably not going to be in a classroom for much more than two. The rest of that time, you're actually going to be working with your hands, doing practical work, doing experiments, getting your hands in soil, getting your hands on stone or brick or concrete, whatever it happens to be um, that. So you've got that. It's very interactive. You're you're very much involved. It's very much a hands-on thing. Um, Other, I mean, other things... um, you know, I mean, as far as the obstacles, colleges offer huge amounts of support. The ministry offers a huge amount of support um, for everybody that's uh, that's going involved as well. And you just have to reach out and ask. I mean, initially, the biggest obstacle is the fear of going back to school. Um, I think, and, and can I sit in the class? Can I do this again? I'm not smart enough. I was, wasn't good at school. I'm not smart enough to do this. It's not... Um, you know, not to diminish what we do, but it's not rocket science, as they as they say, right? It, it's a very important part, and it's very good knowledge that you get, um, but it's it's not super intense. It's very much it's practical. You know, it, it, like you yeah, said, it's very it's practical. It's, it's a very practical yeah. learning. Yeah, is, uh, is very that they're building? Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's fine. I was I was trying to find the words. <laughs> Practical is absolutely the right 
uh, the very it's very much the the term. It's practical, hands-on learning um, that you be able to put to use right away. Like you're in a classroom, you're going to discuss a concept, and then you're going to go into a into a lab situation where you're actually going to work that concept out. All right, on in concrete, in wood, in with plants, whatever the case may be. I think that's really important for, for people who are considering it to know, right, um, that it, it isn't, you know, necessarily like maybe the high school or other college programs that you're thinking of that, you know, you're really sitting in a classroom being, you know, li listening the bulk of, you know, all day. You know, like you said, it's, it's, you're going to be doing fun stuff. You're going to learn about it for an hour or two, and then you're going to be in there putting it, you know, with your hands, building it, learning about it uh, by doing. So I think that's yeah. huge. Yeah. 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 I mean, and sometimes it's like that. I mean, it's 45 minutes in a class, then it's an hour in a lab. Then maybe it might be a half hour back into class because it's the next concept and then back sure. into the lab. Um, yeah. There's going to be times where you might yeah. have to sit for hours and, you know, cause a lecture is there's just that much information. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing to, to note is that it's, it's very much a hands-on practical. It's not like high school, university, whatever else where we're going to send you home with a bunch of homework, where you're going to have all kinds more hours at home. I mean, the majority of your teaching and your learning and everything is there. It's at school. It's actual, it's labs. And there's very little, once you leave school for the other, for the end of the day, yeah, you want to absorb and, and, you know, maybe go over some of, some of the concepts that you've learned, whatever else, but there's no, you know, you don't have huge assignments. You don't have all this other stuff that you're going to have to do that you may have had in high school or that you may sure. have had, in other programs that, oh, I just don't have the time. If I'm going to spend 35 hours or 30 hours a week in school, I don't have time to spend another 30 um, totally. doing homework, right? So totally. I mean, I think that's a, it's an important, it's an important distinction because I think that's part of where the fear factor comes in, where it's, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you're going to have to make a commitment as an apprentice. You're going to have to make a commitment. You're going to have to commit to your learning. You're going to have to commit to that teaching, I mean, ultimately, even and, and it's not just the 12 or 13 weeks or I mean, 24 weeks in total a year at school over the course of a couple of years. But it, it's all the time. You've got to keep doing that learning when you're out in the field. You've got to keep going. But it all builds. It all builds together over the time and culminates in ultimately getting it finished, getting, you know, getting your certification, writing that final exam and getting your certification. And what is that? What does that mean um, in the in the industry in the profession? You know, for for someone to have that certification and be able to demonstrate that they've really committed to the profession and and really committed to, you know, making themselves the best they can they can be. Really, yeah. I mean, I think ultimately that's that's what it is. It 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 shows the commitment of the employee that you know it shows the commitment that that apprentice did that they took two, three, four years of their time to make sure that they did learn, that they got their certification, that they went it through, they completed it. So it shows that there's that sense of completion. The other thing for the apprentice is that red seal is recognized nationally. You can go anywhere across the country and they're going to recognize that certification as you've done this part of your education. You're already certified, so you can fit right in with our group already at this level and it's not just national i mean there is some international there's some of the some of the states some of europe whatever there's that whole i mean if you look at the whole european education system it's all based on certifications and it's all based on apprenticeships and that type of stuff so it's just 
giving that much more significance and that much more recognition for what it is that you've done, but knowing that you've got that, that you can put that little, that little red seal mark, um, it just shows you've made that extra commitment. And in this day and age, quite frankly, a lot of people, they're looking for that certification. Employers are looking for that survey. Clientele is looking. They want to know they're dealing with professionals. We charge, we charge good money for what we do. We deal with a luxury. We're dealing with the luxury industry for, I mean, for landscape, not for maintenance so much. That's, you know, that's that those have deemed essential, but uh, it's, it's just as people, they want to know they're dealing with professionals. So I think that just goes a long way to showing credibility um, for your staff and for your company. Totally. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, Steve, is there anything we haven't touched on that you'd like to, I think we've, we've done a pretty good overview and, but is there anything else that uh, that we didn't hit on that you'd like to mention? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think we've, we have covered, I mean, I just would like to reinforce that. I mean, anybody that is thinking about doing this, I mean, the support system is huge. Landscape Ontario has a huge support system and they're wonderful with the way that they help. Um, the individual colleges and areas where we're teaching. I mean, any apprentice who comes in, doesn't matter that they're only there for 12, I mean, 12 weeks is what the program is. I mean, in at Algonquin, for instance, we actually run 13 weeks, but you get a week break in the middle. So we run six, we run six or seven weeks, then there's a week off, and then you run your final five or six weeks so that you get, um, so it's not a full, you don't have to sit 12 weeks solid in a classroom. Um, so there is a bit of a break in between to give your brain a rest. Um, but that's just the way we, we run that. Um, but the, the supports at the college, like I was saying, any apprentice, apprentice who comes into the college is just like any other student. They've got all of the supports, all of the, the educational supports, the study supports, the mental health supports, the meta, whatever the case may be whatever that situation is, there is somebody there and there is a place that they can help. And as well, the, the ministry, I mean, outside of just giving financial incentives and completion bonuses and that type of stuff, they've got support for if you have to travel a distance, if you need daycare, if you have any of those issues, it's a huge support. It's a huge, you know, as, as it's very often referred to, a gift to the industry. Um, so why not take advantage of it and just jump on, jump in with both feet, get in, you'd be surprised how much I think you'll enjoy actually doing it much as the thought of enjoying going back to school is, is just foreign to a lot of people. Um, I think it's just, it's incredibly valuable. I think you get a lot more, in. obviously you get more out of it. The more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Um, so sign up, get in, be active, be involved. Um, and that's, that's all I can say. Don't be afraid to put that, put that aside and uh, it can be worked out. I mean, it's a, it's a fun journey and just knowing that that success is not too far off that the end of the, the end of the line, the, the goal is achievable. Um, and I mean, I've dealt with, it doesn't, I mean, I've had students in the, in the years that we've done apprenticeship, come from all backgrounds, from all knowledge levels. They may know construction, but they don't know plants. Or they may know plants, they don't know construction. They may know maintenance, they don't know the other. It's amazing how cohesive a group 
becomes because not only do you have all those supports on the outside, you have the supports of all the other apprentices that are there doing, following the same journey that you are. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, from my own, from back in the days when I was a student, I'm still involved with some of the students that I was involved with back as students back there. We got involved, started friendships, started relationships back then. And we're still, we still, we may be competitors on job sites, whatever else, but we're still getting together and having a beer together or having a coffee together and chatting and discussing and leaning on one another. Um, the whole industry, this whole profession is like that. All of, I mean, the landscape, you'll find that, that a lot of, especially within sort of landscape Ontario members and that, the sense of community that is there and the way people are just willing to reach out and help one another um, is unbelievable. And I think, you know, definitely getting in as an apprentice, you get that. You see what other companies are doing. You find you here, you deal with people that are going through different situations, different strengths, different whatever. Um, and it's just an eye opener. And I think it's just really helpful to get into and it's beneficial moving forward, knowing that, you know, there are so many other people out there facing similar challenges, doing similar things, but yet coming up with unique and creative ways to, to deal with it. So, I mean, the, the interaction and that whole community is just a, it's just a huge thing. And I think apprenticeship is a great place. I mean, in meeting in that classroom, um, I know a lot of, a lot of our past apprentices are, I mean, I see them out, they still hang out together, even though they work for different companies and stuff like that. So they've developed those friendships and those relationships back then. Um, and then those, those are worth, I mean, those are worth the lifetime of school. Absolutely. That's really well said. Well, Steve, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, I really appreciate your perspective uh, on, on apprenticeship and the industry in general. And I think this has really been a good conversation. And I thank you well, for, your, for your time. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Next up is James Canton. He is the owner of Canton's Mindful Gardens in the Ottawa area. He is a big supporter of apprenticeship for his staff. So James, could you start by telling us uh, a bit about yourself and uh, your business? Certainly, Scott. So uh, name of the business is Canton's Mindful Gardens and uh, we've been in business since 2015. And I launched the business uh, the same year that I graduated from the Algonquin College uh, Horticulture Industries Program. Um, I went back to school in 2013, just, um, you know, I've always loved gardening and uh, I've been in the print industry uh, for close to 30 years. I still am. Uh, but my wife and I were talking one night and we we're saying, wow, the margin, the amount of work that I'm getting, the competition is changing and it's just not looking good for print um, as the digital age was evolving. Um, so we had just purchased this, uh, this home in the, in the country and there was absolutely no landscaping done. Um, so we, you know, I pondered this and I thought, well, what a great opportunity uh, for me potentially to go back to school, uh, you know, learn about the horticulture industry because it's a very broad industry. It's not just plants and it's not just interlock, you know, it's a massive industry. And, um, you know, so my wife and I talked and we, you know, I took the plunge at Algonquin and uh, I found the, the program fantastic. 
uh, was an awesome way to sort of uh, get an understanding of the different silos within the whole landscape industry. And then we, you know, I got through the program while working. Uh, it was it was busy at times, but uh, very enjoyable. I really enjoyed the program and launched the company in 2015. And I have been going back to Algonquin uh, and participating in their co-op program. So that's a good source for me for employees. And uh, some of my staff actually, um, uh, two, or two of my current staff right now, they were co-op students of mine at Agonquin. And um, they both, those two students have both been through the apprenticeship program as well. Yeah, that that's absolutely where I, I'd love to, to go in terms of talking about what that experience has been like uh, in terms of some of those staff members you have that have been through that apprenticeship program with Algonquin. Yeah. So it was, uh, I know, I know for the, uh, my staff, it was a very positive experience. Um, you know, being a seasonal business, uh, they did have the opportunity in, uh, you know, in January when they were off to, uh, to go back to school and, um, sharpen the proverbial skill, the saw, if you will, so they were able to improve their skills and uh, their understanding of the industry. And they did come back, um, you know, better, uh, better equipped to perform. Uh, and, um, and then they went back for the second year and the, the same story. And, and uh, one, one of my students, uh, you know, co-op student slash apprentice student, um, you know, next year he's going to be a lead hand. So he, he's really moved through well and he's, he's, he's very competent and he's very passionate. Yeah. So what have you seen, you know, in terms of uh, these team members, his staff that, uh, that have gone through it, it sounds like they've, they've added to their, their skill set, their knowledge. What have you seen when they've returned after, after the schooling part in the. Uh, yeah. So they're, well, after the schooling part, you know, the, the winters here in Ottawa are pretty long. So uh, after, you know, once they're done their schooling in March, um, March, April timeframe, uh, they're, they're really raring to go. Uh, they're excited. They're energized. And uh, the school's always been positive. And um, yeah, they just, they just come back very motivated. And in terms of your role as an, as the employer, um, what, what is involved for the business owner, the employer on the apprenticeship end? What does it look like um, for you? Yeah. So what it looks like for me, like, first of all, what I like to do is uh, offer the financial support to my staff. So I, uh, I support them by, um, you know, paying the fees required for the program um, to ease the financial burden for them. Uh, and it's a great investment for the company. Um, and, you know, there's the, uh, there is a, you know, tax benefit, et cetera. Um, so it is, it, it, as well as the benefit of having skilled, more skilled labor that really want to be there. Um, you know, as far as what's involved in, you know, the time and the effort, um, you know, as far as the registration goes and getting your, your staff involved, not a lot of work. Landscape Ontario makes it pretty painless. Basically, you've got a few forms to fill out and, um, you know, to validate who you are and that you are, um, you know, a, a competent sponsor. 
which is, is is not a lot of work. And then there's the um, you know the ongoing uh, you know management and or sign offs of the uh, the different skills that are required in the uh, the guide from uh, from the province of Ontario or the Ontario School of Trades. And um, yeah, it's it's not that. It's not that much work, really, you know, from uh, from the employer side. I, I think the trade-off is it's a really good trade-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then in terms of the on the the employee side, your your team members, um, w- how do you see it benefiting uh, benefiting them? Like, why is it something that uh, you might encourage? in the future? To uh, well, I, I encourage it. Well, there, there's two reasons I encourage, a, a few reasons I encourage it. One, one we're, we're training our staff, um, you know, as a sponsor uh, and me paying for their fees, it's not a, it's not a big investment. It's reasonable. Um, but you do get back an employee um, uh, that has a better skill set, uh, is better motivated. And one, I think one of the reasons they, they get really motivated is, uh, they're with their peers and they're, I, I don't think there's too many people who participate in the apprenticeship program who don't really want to be in this industry. Um, so, you know, that, that said, you've got people who are where they want to be. Um, they're passionate about their jobs and the industry. So you, you get back a, a motivated, uh, better educated, better equipped employee. Fantastic. Um, is there anything else um, you would, you know, maybe share with, you know, fellow business owners um, about the program? If they're maybe thinking, you know, is this something that I should encourage my staff? What, what would you tell uh, colleagues? Uh, what, would I, what would I tell them is that uh, it's a good program. Uh, it's a good way to help, um, you know, maintain your staffing season over season. Um, which is a big problem in our industry is, is getting competent staff. So this is one good way to show that the employer is creating a, uh, you know, a career path of sorts. Um, the clients also appreciate it. So whenever I've got, uh, whenever I'm putting in a, a bid for some new business, um, in every response to a proposal that we put in, uh, there's a section in there about our uh, commitment to our staff and our apprentices. And um, we do that for a couple of reasons. One, to show that, uh, you know, we are passionate about the work that we do, um, that we are knowledgeable and that, um, you know, we have some experience. It's not just field experience from, from you know, owning a truck and a shovel, but actually, um, you know, educated by, you um, you know, um, the leaders in the industry. Um, so I think it's really helped with our sales. It makes us, it makes us, um, uh, you know, right from the get go, it, it's a, creates a perception for, uh, existing and potential clients that, Hey, these guys are, um, they're not just here for a quick buck. They're here for the long term, And, um, you know, it shows in, uh, in how they manage their staff. Um, another point as well, you know, and this happened this year, uh, you know, we bid on a maintenance contract and, and our price was higher. 
And the, uh, the property owner or the client said, well, you know, your price seems to be like uh, close to 50% higher um, than the industry average. You know, why is that? And I said, well, the uh, predominant reason is that, uh, you know, we like to pay our staff a li- as, as a living wage. Um, you know, we have, uh, I think it's uh, six of our nine st- full-time staff are graduates of, uh, you know, horticulture industries programs such as Algonquin. And then, uh, you know, we're currently sponsoring uh, two and a new uh, new employee in the apprenticeship program. So, uh, you know, all of these things, uh, there are costs associated with that. So, that, you know, that would be an explanation, one explanation of why our costs are a little bit higher. And, and the client was fine with that. In fact, they appreciated it. They said, uh, you know, um, you know, with every crew, we've got an apprentice, uh, and uh, a graduate of, uh, you know, uh, a horticulture industries program such as Algonquin. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great uh, story. Uh, real real life uh, experience about how, um, you know, that uh, really can pay off in terms of that client service and, and understanding uh, the professionalism uh, and right. what goes into it. And, and, and training is is a huge part of that. So that's that's great to hear. Yeah. James, I think we've covered, you know, most of the bases, um, unless there's anything else you'd like to touch on, perhaps we leave it there. And of course, we're going to be talking to uh, one of your team members um, as well, that's been through the apprenticeship program and on this, uh, this same episode. Uh, so looking forward to that. And uh, yeah. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to share your, your experience with uh, apprenticeship and, and training in the industry in general. Yeah, no, that's actually the only thing I would add, Scott, and I will thank you for your time. But the only thing I would add is that the apprenticeship program does make a difference uh, in uh, the lives of my employees. And it also is making a difference uh, for my business, both in very positive ways. Thanks, James. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Next up is Kelsey Harsh. Kelsey works for Canton's Mindful Gardens and she recently completed her landscape horticulturist Red Seal apprenticeship. How did that love of plants and, and gardening develop? Well, yeah, it wasn't really when I was young at all. Like I kind of like my mom wasn't much of a gardener. Um, like a little bit, but uh yeah, it was kind of I got my first job at a a garden center when I was younger like in high school years and um it's kind of started there like I don't even think I knew like what a hostel was when I started there but (laughs) um yeah and then so then I guess I got into landscaping because one of like an employer of mine came in and just asked me if uh if I wanted to do landscaping for him and I said sure and then yeah that was a long time ago now. But. And is that the, the employer you still have or have you have you moved around a little bit or tell me about that? Oh, yeah. So I've moved around quite a bit. Like I've worked in greenhouses in New Brunswick and I've um, I've had some like nursery jobs and um, yeah, but I've always come back to landscaping in Ottawa. So, yeah. 
Nice. And then tell me about what you're doing now and, and um, the company you work for and, and the types of uh, the types of things you're doing currently. So I, I run a crew of three, but sometimes it's a crew of six and we do a lot of installations. Um, it's mostly like plant installations. We do like some hardscape here and there, but um, yeah, we're definitely specialized in plants. And um, yeah, lots of um, maintenance. So like just regular garden maintenance, like throughout the year. And um, yeah, like we, we do some hardscape, but we're definitely more plant people. Sure. Yeah. And, and then of course, you know, really something I want to talk to you about is, is your experience with the apprenticeship program. Would you tell me uh, about how you learned about it and why it appealed to you? So, yeah. Um, actually, my mom told me about it. Like once I was a few years doing landscaping, I guess she saw like how much I was really enjoying being out in the fields and I was just so happy and she um she found this program and like I've never heard of it before and it just seemed like such a good opportunity like to have to have like you be able to work all season and then be able to go to to school all winter it was just perfect and then like the cost of the program was so reasonable like I don't have any student debt from it which is just great and like, I think they even like paid for some of my travel costs, like, cause I was living kind of far from the school at that time. So where are you at now? Have you completed the program? Are you still, do you have more schooling left? No, I, I finished the schooling. Um, and then I finished my hours and my signature booklet. And then I wrote the red seal test last year and I am a, well, it took me three tries, but I'm a certified journeys person in horticulture now. So, congratulations! That's fantastic. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, what was the what was the program like? Um, did you enjoy it? Uh, the the actual schooling part. Could you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you? Sure. Well, it's just awesome. Like the thought of like learning more about like plants and soils and bugs is just like like it's just a dream come true I, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff so it was just uh it was the perfect fit I just I just enjoyed every single day the teachers were like amazing and like I made so many friends while I was at school like like-minded people like kind of like that I really got along with and that like the same stuff I did and yeah, it felt great to be like part of a community too. Like it was, um, it was really nice, like spending like just like every day with these people and getting to know them and learning like what we all love. And yeah, it was great. I know uh, what Steve Newman, who's an instructor at Algonquin, spoke about the same thing. Is there's, there's really a, a kind of bond with students and, and many uh, sort of build that, that network, that uh, social and professional network of uh, other folks in the program that, uh, that you go through your schooling, your apprenticeship schooling with that uh, become, you know, colleagues and, uh, and friends long-term. And I thought that was a, a pretty cool thing to hear about. It sounds like you've had uh, a similar experience. Um, let me ask you, um, wh what would you tell 
maybe people you work with or other people you meet in landscaping that might have just gotten into the uh, to the profession, the career. What would you tell them? Would you would you recommend the program if they're looking to build their career in horticulture? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely try to um, tell people about it when they're first starting out. Like, it's just, it's really good to like broaden your knowledge in this like field. And like, there's so much to learn about plants. Like it's never ending. And, and even if you're not like a plant person, like I got to learn more about hardscaping and like, and like all that kind of stuff. So it's really, um, I would definitely recommend it all the time to people. Like it's, it just broadens your knowledge and it's great. And how would you say, Kelsey, that it's, it's impacted you um, in your, in your career, you know, your current, uh, your current position, has it uh, made an impact for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think I would be like, as like high, like right now, like I'm pretty much running like James is like telling us what to do. And then I kind of like tell everybody else what to do. And, you know, I have like a great like um, relationship with all the people I work with. And, and um, yeah, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm able to lead them, like guide them with the plant knowledge, but guide them like also like with customer relations and just, yeah, like I feel like the apprenticeship has helped me a lot because I just, have so much more knowledge about the field and yeah. And, and as you said, you, you're a red seal, uh, certified, um, you know, horticulture professional, uh, or I, I'm sorry, I butchered the name, uh, the journey person, I believe you said, um, what, what, what do you plan for the future? What are your goals in, in landscaping and horticulture? Well, like I have a lot of goals. I kind of really, want to just kind of see where my current job is going but I um I just want to keep growing on my knowledge and like James is really big into like education too so I'm doing a bunch of programs with Landscape Ontario this winter and like I did a fusion program with with Landscape Ontario last winter and I mean um yeah I just want to keep growing like as an individual and, and in my career and I also want to inspire like more women in trades and and young people getting into this kind of stuff too like it's just a really great uh, trade to be in i'm so glad to hear that yeah and i really appreciate you uh taking the time to to tell us about your experience and uh really glad to hear it's it's gone so well and and hope and certainly wish you the best going forward is there anything else um you know you'd like to tell people about your experience with apprenticeship or or have we sort of covered most of those bases yeah, well, like, I just want to, like, yeah, I just feel like um, even if it's hard, like, like, for me, like, uh, like, I, I do have a learning disability and stuff. So the schooling was a challenge, but like, I just kept trying and doing my best and asking questions, like, I would always ask the teachers for help or like, other students and everybody was just so good to help with that kind of stuff. So I just feel like, even if you're like not really in the school, like it's still a really good program to go to. Well, thank you again. It's uh, been really nice to chat and get to know a little bit about your story. And, and like I said, really 
um, you know, on behalf of Landscape Ontario, wishing you wishing you well as your career pro progresses and uh, wishing you the best. Thank you.